Soccer FM is written and produced by Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw and is in association with pieandbovro.com. And welcome to the Soccer FM podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and you, Ray Bradshaw. Hello. Coming up on this week's show, Strachan stays. We'll take a look back at the weekend's action in the SPFL. We'll also catch up with our teams from around the world. And we have a massive announcement for you as well. Ray Bradshaw, how are you, my friend? Hungover. Yes, woohoo. This is what happens when we record on a Sunday this- again. See, when we record on a Sunday, it makes me realise how big a piece of shit I am yeah. <laughs> with the amount of times I'm hungover. Yeah, I know. It's I know. a cry for help. Well, after last week and being down in London for the Scotland game, I've decided just not to drink until at least, you know, next week. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I d- haven't had a drink all week, so uh, that, that's fantastic. So uh, so sorry about being hungover. Yeah, um, I, I did the same night out two nights in a row, like oh, same right. pub. Till closing, then on to the next one. Yeah. So I was at the stand till closing, then Stravagan till closing, then Oren Moore till closing. And then I was just kind of like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> and now you're sitting here with me yeah. on a Sunday afternoon. And I gave you a kinder surprise. You did. You did. That was very and kind. And where's of you. that, Stephen? You left it outside. I did leave it outside. It's because, you know, I had a caramel wafer before I came did here. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to be that much of a fat What bastard. a Scottish <laughs> analogy to start my podcast. <laughs> I know, exactly. Uh, so listen, uh, thanks very much for all your tweets uh, over the course of the week at Scott Soccer FM. Remember, if you want to get in touch there. And thanks for all your comments on the show on Facebook and on the Pine Bovril Forum as well. Let's start, though. With our big announcement, Ray, this is uh, this has been in the works for the past few weeks. We've had to keep it on the down low. Well, mainly because we meant to do it last week and then forgot. Yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's the real part. But now at least everything's up and running, and we can actually point to a website and stuff. So, yeah, Ray, true. I'll give you the honours. What is happening? We are going to be doing a live podcast during the Glasgow Comedy Festival. Yes, there we go. And pretty much, I think tickets are fiver, yep. and most of that money will go to me trying to get Christian Nadi to appear. <laughs> exactly, that's that's the big one. Uh, we can't reveal too much about the who else is going to be on the guest list, mainly because we don't have one yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's happening the day of the Scotland-Slovenia game. Yep. So if you're not from Glasgow, if you listen to this podcast uh, all over the world, if you're flying in for that big match that's pivotal <laughs> to our hopes to get into the World Cup in 2018, uh, then we're going to be doing it in the afternoon, uh, yep. on the Sunday afternoon. And uh, yes, you can go to that and then you can go to the Scotland game afterwards. And as Ray says, tickets are a fiver. And it's all going to a good cause, which is me and Ray. Yeah, so, much, yeah. <laughs> so, Someone needs to fuel my hangover money. So where is it, tell us? It's going to be in Liberty, which uh, used to be Black Sparrow down at Charing Cross. They've got a downstairs room. So we, I think it's going to go quite quickly because I think there's only about 50 tickets available. Yeah, so getting fast. Laugh. Yeah, getting fast or... A perfect Christmas present for all your family. And where can you buy the tickets? Glasgow Comedy Festival website. Excellent. And just search for Soccer FM and you'll be able to find it there. Yeah. And uh, we'll tweet a link as well, actually. That uh, makes more sense, doesn't it? It makes more yeah. sense. So if uh, if you just get on your Twitter page, at Scott Soccer FM, you'll be able to buy tickets for our comedy festival show, uh, which is happening in March. Yeah. It won't be long before it happens. No. And uh, I'm already worried about what's going to happen <laughs> that day. I'm already thinking this will be a structural nightmare, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, and uh, then also, we'll do a meet and greet after. 
Yes, if uh, for an extra fiver. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Uh, but yes, of course, if you want to hang around and uh, no one this, wants to hang about with us. No do they? one, no, they don't, they don't. But if you're going to the Scotland game, I'll probably be going to. Scotland I'll be game. going. Yeah, so we'll, we can head down towards yeah. Hamden. Yeah, we can, and, we can uh, go from Central to Mount Florida together. Exactly. What a day out! It will be beautiful. So get on to the Glasgow Comedy Festival website, Soccer FM. Buy your tickets there. Sunday, the twenty sixth of March. Yep, that's, that's the it. date for your diaries. So make sure you get us, and you'll. See this live, this absolutely shambolic display <laughs> that's happening. We'll try not being hungover because the problem is it's a Sunday. I thought you weren't even wearing a t shirt when you came in today. Exactly, just like I, I, I'd just gone feral. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm not even wearing clothes anymore. That's what it is. So, uh, yes, so we'll tweet our link as well at Scott Soccer FM, which leads us nicely to our first topic, which is Strachan staying. He will be in charge for that match uh, just to whet the appetite even more. Uh, I I was scunnered during the week, to, to to say the least, yeah. when they announced. Just the whole thing was bizarre. He wasn't even there for I the know. meeting. I know. He called in on the phone. In Portugal playing golf. Unbelievable. I, I honestly thought that was him. I thought he was a goner. I thought he was going after the last, uh, last round, to be honest. Yeah, I know. So. I know. I, I just don't see the logic in it. We're not going to qualify. Like, it's absolutely bollocks. He must have a picture of Stuart Reagan wringing the neck of a squirrel or something like that, and just blackmails him with it. Well, I've got it's, the same one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Screensaver. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it personally because to me it looks like a guy who has given in. Yeah, totally. And his press conferences have been quite defeatist. He's changing his squad quite a lot. The team. It just seems to be this is the safest, easiest decision for the SFA and they're hoping he will potentially walk and save themselves some money. That's what I think it looks like. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, they'll keep going on about, oh, we've got four home games next year. Yes, but I mean, we drew with Lithuania in our first game, uh, first home game. Yep. We have absolutely no chance of qualifying. I'm saying that right now. We are not going to qualify with absolute 100% definite not going to qualify. But we're just doing it deliberately because we don't agree with Russians' human rights. Absolutely. That's and the way we should. I wouldn't go anyway. Would you not? Yeah, of course I'd go. One hundred percent. I have to agree with most of those human rights. <laughs> <laughs> Big Vlad, he's a great guy. <laughs> you don't even need a visa. Exactly. Straight in. Exactly. So uh, yeah, so that's the big news. Strachan is staying. Uh, let us know your thoughts as well. I think. I mean, the other bewildering thing about it as well. There were eight people on the SFA. Who board. are they? Well, I know who some of them were because I heard one of them speaking on the radio the other night. Mike Mulraney, the chairman of Aloha. An insane interview. An insane interview he gave on the radio the other night. You must have heard this. It was all over the shop. No, I've not heard about it. What was it? Oh, like just shite. Like absolutely, (laughs) there's no other way to describe it. He was rambling and contradicting himself from sentence to sentence. It was just, it was a mess, an absolute mess. They were basically saying that, you know, uh, you know, Gordon Strachan believes he's the right man for the job, so therefore we believe he's the right man for the job. So then he was asked, quite rightfully, so is Gordon Strachan calling the shots here? And he went, well, we call the shots. Well, th- that's a direct con- contradiction. <laughs> like, if Gordon Strachan had said, I'm not the right man for the job, you would have sacked him. So therefore he is calling the shots. Yeah. He's, I, I saw something, I saw an article, he's the Arsene Wenger. Of Scottish football now. I thought that was going to be a different word. He's yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the Arsene Wenger of Scottish football now. He just decides his own fate. If he wants to stay on to the end of the to the end of the campaign, that's exactly what he'll do. But how? Because he's not done that well. Two years and we've beaten Gibraltar 
and Malta. In competitive games, we flicked a lot of friendly results. And yeah. They beat Denmark one now and backs the wall. Kind Denmark of stuff. didn't qualify for the Euros either. They're having no. an absolute like stinker at the moment as well. So it's just it's. I, I dread to think what the crowd will be for that Slovenia match. I think it's going to be fascinating, mate. And when we're there, it's going to be interesting to see whether the flats do. Uh, the flats? The flats? The flats. Whether the fans do get behind them from the flats outside yeah. and shout at them. Yeah. Or, uh, I, I think the Scotland fans will still get behind them. But I think this game, and he will never call a game a must win. I said last week, if Strachan, if we played the aliens and they came to Earth and Strachan was a manager, and if we didn't win, we'd be slaves. He wouldn't define it as must win. No. He'd be like, oh, we could maybe, I don't know. Because look at the games we've played. 100%. <laughs> the players give 100%. That's as off the miles now. We, why do we have a manager that spends... <laughs> why do we have a manager... <laughs> I just, I can actually imagine him saying that. Uh, why do we have a manager that spends more time on witty retorts than he yeah. does on tactics? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. So uh, let's move away from the subject and let's not talk about Scotland until at least March. So uh, <laughs> that gives us a good four months uh, to prepare for that. So on to our next topic... Which is a look back on the SPFL at the weekend. Uh, there was a full round of fixtures uh, in the lower leagues. Uh, still one game to go in the Premiership. But let's start in the Premiership. And it was Aberdeen beating Inverness 3-1 uh, uh, yesterday. That was the big game up there. And uh, a great result for Aberdeen, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I, I was watching uh, the highlights coming in. Uh, not the highlights, the updates coming in on my phone because I was working yesterday afternoon. And when I was looking at it, it was close. Mm-hmm. And then Aberdeen got the penalty. You're thinking, right, they're going to go on. And I was much uh, expecting, just from the kind of updates I was uh, hearing on the radio and stuff like that, for Inverness to maybe nick one and get a point. But uh, Kenny McLean, who I rate as a player yeah. and hasn't really gone that far. Maybe he started for Scotland a, a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah, he did. And he's kind of, uh, but there, but two goals, a big player for them as well. And it just shows what happens when you splash a bit of cash. Yeah, absolutely. They actually paid a bit of money for him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, big win for Aberdeen there. And uh, that's them second in the table, as they were before the weekend started. Uh, and Rangers managed to dig it out again. Another injury time winner at yeah. home, uh, this time against Dundee. So that takes them to third. And uh, obviously Hearts are playing Hamilton tomorrow night. So Hearts need to, need to win to sort of close that gap that's developing there between them and Aberdeen and Rangers. So another, another late I know, I was chatting to a couple of Rangers fans last night at the pub and they were saying that they, I think they had 17 attempts on goal Okay, and so they were kind of, uh, Dundee were back to the wall but they set up for the point and very nearly pulled off 92nd minute winner I was interested because obviously Cranchar's now out for the season Barton's gone and we're chatting about the Rangers centre mid options and it looks like they're going to try play Barry Mackay in there but he's been on the bench the last couple of weeks and um, they were saying the form of Rangers recently has been linked to um, O'Halloran and Forrester coming in mm-hmm. in the wings so I think as a team they're still building but I think they've wasted a lot of money this year yeah. a lot of money well, did you see the the stats that were uh, sort of released during the week there the wages stuff yeah I mean yeah. Rangers had double like double the wages of Aberdeen yeah um, I think it was I think it might have been more than double Senderos is on 16 grand that's mental. I, I mean, it's not a regular start. That's about 20 grand more than I'd pay. <laughs> uh, so elsewhere in the Premiership, Friday night, obviously Celtic continued the, their march towards the title because they've got that wrapped up already. Callum McGregor at left back. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, I did see that. And uh, Stuart Armstrong getting the goal as well. How far away is he from a Scotland call-up? He surely, if he keeps up this form, then he needs to be a stick-on for the Scotland team. Nah, mate, we'll call Nigel Quasi back up. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it's going. Yeah, that, you're right. But uh, good to see some Scottish players 
uh, getting in the team. And yep. obviously, Celtic got that big game against Barcelona coming up. We'll speak about that a wee bit later on. Big win again for Ross County. 4-2. Not many teams go up to Perth and score 4-2. No, uh, score four goals, I should say. St. Johnson were supposedly absolutely rank rotten in the first half. Yeah. The, a couple of changes at halftime, I think. They went through them all very quickly. And with that old adage, it's nil-nil at halftime, guys. Let's start it again. <laughs> yeah. But County... There's so many teams in the Premiership. Like I'm a Thistle fan, we're guilty of it. That blow hot and cold. Yeah, very it's, inconsistent. And obviously, Motherwell got the win yesterday. If they'd lost, they would have been bottom of the table. But because they won, they're now up to sixth. Yeah. So I'm just looking at the table just now. Motherwell in sixth, 15 points, and Dundee bottom of the table on 12 points. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Like I mean, that that is crazy. Three points separating like half the league. So it's going to be. Well, since Celtic have already won the title, we need something to talk about. Yeah. So it looks like it's going to be a, a bit of dogfight. There's nobody getting cut adrift no. by the looks of it. Even Hamilton, you know, they're still sticking in there. And they've got a couple of games in hand as well. You've you got to feel sorry for St. Johnson because it looks like Celtic will win. Then Rangers, Aberdeen and Hearts will be in this battle for second, third and fourth. St. Johnson will just be fifth yeah. all season. <laughs> yeah. And then the other seven teams will battle out. Tell you what, I would take for, yeah. Yeah, fifth in the Premiership. <laughs> I would be happy with that. So uh, uh, let's drop down into the champion. Uh, big win for Dunfermline against St Mirren that yeah. was the big game of the weekend how was it? it was a shit fest was it, it really was yeah there wasn't much football played not a pretty game at all and also the, the matches it was up against on the TV so it was on BBC Alba yep quarter past five because Alba off. loves St Mirren absolutely so the other matches you had uh, were a London derby which was uh, Tottenham West Ham yes you had a big game in Germany, which was Bayern Munich versus Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. And you also had Atletico Madrid yeah. versus Real Madrid. How many people do you think watched the Dunfermline game? How many people live on Lewis? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah know. I know, exactly. But And in, in what they were treated to was a festival of football. It really was. But I don't care. I really don't care at yeah. all. I because push. it was just, we needed to win. And that's exactly what we did. St Mirren, I think, looked pretty doomed. Eight, eight point gap. Between yeah. yourselves, seven to Dumbarton in ninth. But signing someone like Nicky Clark, I remember when he signed, mm-hmm. we thought he was going to be a great sign. Is he, how's he been playing? Yeah, like he's, he's scored quite a few goals. He should he, he could have had a hat trick yesterday. Okay, he missed a one on one, and uh, there was a bizarre incident. Like virtually the last kick of the game, uh, St. Mirren had pushed everyone forward and. We broke and it was like three on one and we hit the post twice. <laughs> and then, thankfully, it was literally, that was it. So we hit the post and then the uh, the referee blew the full-time whistle. So, I mean, he, he could have easily had a hat-trick on another day. He scored, uh, which was a, just a, a real sort of right place at a right time. It was a sclaff shot and uh, he just hit it in the net. He, he seems to be picking up some, some goals. I think his goals are going to be vital if we're to... Uh, consolidating the championship yeah. and hopefully looking at our fixtures over the next couple of weeks we've got Air United after we play Bucky Thistle in the in the cup next week great fixture absolutely and uh, the week after that we play Air and then I think we've got Morton as well so like we have fixtures at home that on the face of it we we should be looking to at least not get beat so I think um, I th- yeah I think if we can put a wee run together maybe three or four wins and all of a sudden we're, we're up into mid-table. We're only, we win next week and we're only two points behind Queen of the South, who had an absolutely crazy start to the yeah. season. So, I mean, it must be disappointing being a Queen's fan because they started so strongly and have just plummeted. I think that's five in the bounce they've lost. And we're yep. just chatting about um, St Mary in there. It's now 216 days since they won a game. <laughs> yeah, I did see that on Twitter. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I, 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 they're going to be in December and they haven't won a game. 
in the league yeah because it's cup next week so that's that's like criminal that is absolutely criminal and uh, yeah so a big game yesterday just glad to get the three points and get out of there yeah. and hopefully we can put a wee run together and uh, push up towards the playoffs because we're actually like we get a couple of wins and we're not that far away from Ten fourth place Ten, 10 points po- off just now it. Yeah so I mean A couple of wins And we're, we're, we're knocking on the door A wee bit there So need but, to think a wee bit positive Like yeah. elsewhere in the championship As you mentioned there Queen of the South uh, Were thumped by thumped. Hibs So apparently Hibs best performance of the season yep. According to Neil Lennon yeah. uh, So Hibs uh, looking very strong there Dundee United dropped back a wee bit Couldn't find that winner Against Morton yesterday Nil-nil draw Morton uh Surprisingly still And it just goes to show Why Chick Young is right And Jim Duffy Should be the new Scotland manager <laughs> Yeah I mean Yeah I know He's done a decent job Yeah he has <laughs> But Oh god no <laughs> I mean to make things Any worse uh, Another thriller Dumbarton nil uh, Wraith Rovers nil as well uh, So that was no goals In either of those games And Falkirk Picked up an important win Against Air United Who seem to be Slipping back a wee bit Yeah they do I think Air will struggle In the league Given the budget they have Compared to a lot Of the other teams So let's drop down Into League one and it's all getting a bit tasty at the top of the table. Big result for Airdrie yesterday and with Livingston getting beat. So Airdrie beat Alloa 2-1. Yeah. Uh, big result as I say and Livingston got beat at home by a resurgent Peter Head. So it's all getting very, very tight at the top of the League One table, isn't it, Ray? It's excellent. Like the top four are separated by three points. A couple of them get games in hand and stuff like that, obviously, because Brecon's game was called off yesterday. But it's tight. It's exciting and Airdrie have fired themselves straight into the mix because we, at the start of the season, we were only talking about the big three, Aloha, Brecon and Livy and now Airdrie's part of that mix. It's exciting to see. Yeah, they've obviously made a few changes. I think there's been some upheaval over the past wee while. Mark Wilson's now the head coach, I believe. Yeah. Gordon DL's in there kicking about as well. So it seems to be working for them short term. It's, it's like if you were playing Scottish football bingo. Yeah. <laughs> Mark yeah. Wilson yeah. and Gordon DL. Yeah, exactly. Here so, comes Gordon Chisholm. Hey, listen, it's working for them at the moment. So that's them up to second. Uh, just a point behind Livingston, who, as I said, got beat by Peter Head, who have put together a decent run of results over the past few weeks. So that's them uh, safely up into mid table. Yeah. Uh, they weren't having. Uh, the best of times Stranraer arseholes winning 3-1 <laughs> yeah, uh, if they could have just done that two weeks ago it would have been fucking <laughs> 10 grand richer <laughs> uh, at home to Stenhouse Muir so good win for Stranraer there the big news about Stranraer oh mate we need to address this hugely I can't believe and I, thanks to the guys who point out on Twitter at Scott Soccer FM uh, if you want to point anything out uh, that we do get wrong Christian Natty's not even there. <laughs> We've been talking about how much we love Sonar and he's fucked off. Yes, exactly. So obviously didn't work out for big uh, Christian there. So he's on the hunt for another yeah. team. I, uh, I tweeted him the other day and he said he just uh, needed to be somewhere where he's happy. Aww. So I think he's going to sign for Disneyland. Yeah, which is going to be class. <laughs> That would be fantastic Imagine that That'd be so good yeah. Uh, So yeah So hopefully Wherever he goes Our love will go as well But Stranar uh, It was a big game Because Dennis Muir Bottom Similar to the kind of um, St Mirren Dunfermline game Yeah Stranar Underachieving a bit this season After doing so well In playoff final last year yeah. Narrowly losing out to air Dropping back down And like you were saying About Peter Head They're always there Thereabouts They're always Kind of I wouldn't say overachieving But they, they've got their level And they yeah. seem to be doing Really well there Absolutely Breaking uh, Albion Rovers Was off uh, Because of a frozen pitch And uh, the other result Was Queen's Park Picking up uh, A very tidy win uh, Down at New Bayview Against East Fife yep. So that's East Fife Dropping into the playoff spot At the bottom there And Queen's Park Again uh, Picking up some decent results East Fife are on a poor run Just now as well Gary Naismith had them Playing some really nice football At the start And it was going But 
dropping down now so it'll be interesting to see how it changes yep absolutely down into League 2 we can't play the clip unfortunately this week because Edinburgh City only managed a draw against Cowdenbeath and it was an important draw because Cowdenbeath were winning for uh, quite a lot of that match and it was a late equaliser for uh, Edinburgh City so elsewhere uh, we had did you see Sterling Albion's equaliser against Arbroath they were 2-0 down (laughs) what what are you what are you talking about? I, Did you see Sterling Albion's equaliser against Arbroath? I saw it on Twitter earlier on. They were two 0 down against Arbroath, and how did uh, you see it? Managed what, to what escape. account was it? Uh, it was just on Sterling Albion's account. It was an absolute screamer. I can't remember who scored it. Might have been Gary Dunlop. I might have just made up that man's name. <laughs> he might not even play. That's the guy Sterling. that sold you paint yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, two two. That was Sterling Albion. Sean rate. Dixon, mate. I've got it here. Sean Dixon. Give me a sec. And describe it. Right, it's coming in for a long throw. So it's a long throw. Uh, defender heads out, comes out to Dixon the edge of the box, scaffs it. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's an absolute wonder. Left foot outside of the uh, foot volley into the top corner. And he runs the entire length of the stadium <laughs> to celebrate. Well, well done, Sean Dixon. That's all I'm saying. That was an, uh, probably definitely the goal of the week. 92nd minute as well. That I've seen so far. Yeah. So well done to Sean. Uh, Montrose won 4 for 1. Uh, that was uh, Montrose, who are second bottom there, uh, against 4 for who are top, yeah. uh, which meant that Clyde could have taken advantage and they yeah. did. They beat Berwick Rangers 3-2. Yeah, Montrose uh, manager leaving this week, so they're currently manager list as yeah, well. Yeah, Paul Hegarty. Yeah. Yeah, he was a coach of Fairman and very much disliked. Was he? So managers, I just uh, noticed in Sterling Alvin's Twitter account, you know how the, the goal that was amazing? Yeah. Uh, they didn't even film it. Our broth did and then sent him it. Yeah. <laughs> well done, our broth. Yeah. So, see, that's that's the disappointing thing. There are probably loads of lower league goals, probably not so much now, but maybe 10, 15 years ago, that if you weren't there, yeah. you, you'll never see this goal. We just lost. Do you remember football first? Yeah, I yeah. do, with Derek well, Johnson. Yeah, David, what was the commentator called? He was terrible. David uh, something. Anyway, I remember watching that. Charlie Adams scored from about 60 yards. Yeah, when he was line. on the one that's in yeah. yeah, and hardly anyone would have seen that had it not been on that. It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, there, uh, by the way, if there are any perlers that we're missing out on that we need to know about, because that was Sean Dixon for Stirling Albion there, please do let us know. If we need to see a goal, at Scott Soccer FM, yeah. give us a tweet. Yeah, and also... See if I laugh, see when it gets sunnier. Me and Stephen will try to recreate it. Yeah. <laughs> like they exactly. do BT Sport. But we'll just have a bigger BMI. Yeah. That's the only difference. Ex- exactly. It will be the new mannequin challenge. That's what it will be. <laughs> uh, elsewhere in League Two, uh, a good win for Annan against Elgin because Elgin have been on a decent run of late and uh, Annan managed to beat them. It was 1 0 uh, down there. So that was Big a great journey as well. It. Absolutely. That is a trek and a half. Uh, so that was all the results that we've gone through there in League Two. But finally, it's time for this. Yes, it's time for another Where Are They Now? And this week, we are joined by a former Dundee United, Aberdeen and Inverness midfielder. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Stuart Duff. Stuart, how are you doing, my friend? I'm not too bad, yeah. I'm fine, yourself? Yeah, but all good here, Stuart. Now, let's go back to Dundee United, where you first started with. We'll get to Kazakhstan in just a wee second. I know Ray's got a few questions about that. But Dundee United, it was Alex Smith who gave you your debut. You played under some big managers there. How did you end up signing with Dundee United as an Aberdeen boy? Yeah, it was. It was one of the first places that um, showed a bit of interest when I was a bit younger. And at that time, we had a 
a very good uh, youth policy for bringing young players through and giving them the opportunity. So um, it was only an hour away down from where I live in Aberdeen and it was close to the family. So it was a, a win-win situation. And we were playing, like you said, like you touched on, we played under some excellent coaches and some managers. And in all honesty, they probably changed the managers quite often there. Every two, three years, there was a new manager coming in. So two, three years is generous. <laughs> I, uh, it is indeed, actually, because some, some of the guys were six months. and um, But I really enjoyed my time down there. You know, a really good fan base and um, had some wonderful years there. And it, it, it set them up very nicely for the, the rest of the career that I did have. So I owe a lot to Dundee United. See, when you first started there and you were going down and uh, sort of training with them as a youth, was, was Jim McLean still kicking around or was, was he gone by that stage? No, he he was still the chairman at that time. Um, it was actually after I made my one of my home debuts. He, he pulled my side and you know he, he gave me a couple of words of wisdom and said you know if, if there's anything you can do to help or any advice that I ever needed, then just to just to let him know. And you know his door was always be open. And yeah. he had that he had that aura about him. You had so much respect for him. So especially being a young younger player, you know you were quite intimidated by him but he was, he was a really genuine lovely guy and you know I'm going to ask you a question here Stuart about Jim McLean this could be an odd question but what does he smell like? <laughs> what do you smell like? Yeah um, the time I was there it was probably a bit of brute uh, <laughs> you know, like that, no. yeah that's exactly what I imagined that's okay then yeah, yeah I mean a, bit, a yeah. big brute of a man but yeah. he was a wee brute of a man I yeah. should say but uh, it was uh, it was then uh, you, you moved on and you went to Aberdeen and I just was reading your Wikipedia before you came on. Said, <laughs> Within six weeks of arriving at Aberdeen, Duff was one of several players manager Jimmy Caldwell threatened to release at the end of the season. <laughs> what happened when you arrived? Was was Caldwell on a rampage? Oh, I think I think he'd, uh, he'd made, made a second choice and actually signed him. No, but he was he was actually <laughs> right. he was fine. And um, I think it was just a predicament Aberdeen found themselves in at that time. They were under uh, I think there were three four losing game streak and yeah. um, they were pushing pushing for Europe again and it was just one of those things, you know, with being a new signing there was there was talk of it. But it was never it was never in that depth, into that great detail. I think it was just the, the media to be honest, just yeah. gathering names that they could have and putting two and two together and getting six. So um And what was it like moving back to your hometown club? It was actually if in all honesty it's probably been one of the most difficult things because I think being a local player for Aberdeen there's a slightly more pressure on you and I've spoken okay. to three or four guys that I've actually felt this that being being from Aberdeen, you know, you, you support Aberdeen, you're brought up, um, you know how big the club is as a whole, the fan base, everything, and you know there is that added pressure for wanting to do so well, and especially being a local player. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time there as well after after two and a bit years, and you know, again played under some good managers, um, Mark McGee and um, Jimmy Calderwood, and. A lot of good players as well, and we're fortunate enough to play in Europe, etc. And yeah, I had had a couple of good years, so it was always nice to. It would always been something I wanted to do in, in my career was to go back to Aberdeen and play for them at some stage. And I kind of wish that I'd done it probably when I came back from Kazakhstan because after I, I'd been there, I'd I developed so much more as a player and I had more, a lot more a technical side to me, and I'd learned a lot more. So yeah. Well, well let's chat about Kazakhstan then. How the and how the hell did that come about? <laughs> like, what what how <laughs> I was that. How does this work? Because obviously you've been you went out to Malta. You just thought, right, I'll get a holiday, get a bit of a tan, <laughs> but also as a ginger, potential ginger, that's dangerous. <laughs> and then Kazakhstan comes up. It was um, I was actually in Inverness. I was uh, I was at Inverness the year before, and the contract we couldn't um, agree on terms. So 
the chance came up to go abroad and it had been something I'd always wanted to do and Malta came up and in all honesty it wasn't the, the greatest of standards you know I wasn't in really good shape and it, it opened my eyes to what was possible and yeah. um, I was on the verge of just signing for Dunfermline on, on the way to training and the agent phoned me and asked if I'd be interested in Kazakhstan um, and how how much did you know about Kazakhstan? Because I think for a lot of us, it's Borat. That is what a lot yeah, of us know that, about that. Yeah, that was that was my first first thought of you know I, I didn't know any, it was probably a bit of ignorance for myself you know yeah um, not 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 knowing anything about the country but once once I arrived there that was one of the first things I mentioned to some of the players and they were. I would like do not mention that ever again. And, you know, <laughs> dead, dead against it. Must so. have been dead awkward when you turned up to training in a mankini. <laughs> that, that, that's a thing. I had it on every night. So, so, um, <laughs> no, they were, they were really nice. You know, really nice. And you know, once you got to learn the culture and what they're all about, it's yeah. uh, you, you know, you, it's polar opposites and what the film actually portrays Kazakhstan is. Yeah, and, okay. um, yeah. And you were saying it made it made you a better player. So what's the standard like? Because obviously Celtic have played a couple of Kazakh teams in the last couple of years. Would you say the standard's similar to the SPL? Do you think teams would struggle? What what was it like? I think the I think there'll be three or four teams that would challenge for the championship in all honesty because okay. um they've got that where they've got the infrastructure now with the training grounds, etc. Um the players that they bring in, it's normally high end quality. Six foreign players, probably from Russia, Serbia, you know, mostly internationals. So every team's got uh, five or six very, very good players. And, you know, you look at the, the likes of Kairat, um, Almaty, yeah. the team I was at, uh, Astana, who've went far, who have done quite well this year in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, so yeah. It, it just shows you that the, the standard is, is getting up. And I don't think two or three of the teams in Kazakhstan would look out of place in the SPL by any, any matter. That's amazing. And, did you enjoy your time out there then? Absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was probably it wasn't the best thing I've probably done in my life so far. To be honest, um, it's been. You don't have kids, do you? No, no. Uh, that's okay. That'd be dead awkward. <laughs> hey, listen, you could have you could have gone to Dunfermline. So. Yeah. <laughs> as a Dunfer- no, as a Dunfermline fan, so. <laughs> yeah, that's your sliding uh, doors moment right there, isn't it? No, so uh, it was just it was just one of those things. But it was just the the language, the the lifestyle, just the whole mentality side of it. You know, it's just just everything it opens your eyes up. Everything and you know, I came back probably a better person, a better player. Just everything, and you know, I would recommend it to, to anybody if they get the opportunity to do it to, to go for it. Yeah. Well, so then you did come back, uh, Stuart. You came back to Cove Rangers, and I believe are you still playing with Cove at the moment. Yeah, I'm still playing, still playing uh, for Cove in the Highland League. Um, it just came to a point where I wasn't playing football, and you know, um, John Sheridan, the manager, got in contact with me and asked if I'd be interested, and you know, I, I quite missed the the banter side of it, you know, going along to training because if you spend 15, 16 years, 18 years of, you know, day in, day out going into training, it becomes a bit of a routine and once you stop doing that, then you, you do struggle a little bit and I can see why players are affected when they stop playing football and yeah. luckily I was given the opportunity to keep playing and get back involved with our team and stuff and it's been thoroughly enjoyable, you know, we've won cups, we won the league last year and we were doing quite well in the league again this year so yeah, it's been really enjoyable at Cove and a good set of lads and guys that probably could play at a higher standard in Scotland so yeah yeah because they've been doing really well like you were saying and the reason I, I read this um, in an article I was doing a bit of research I find this crazy I'd, I'd never really heard of this before so the reason you left Kazakhstan is because you can only stay in the country as a football player over the age of 30 if you're playing for your national team is that correct? Yeah that's correct you needed you needed to have a cap within the last um, two years um, so 
I obviously didn't have a cap for Scotland, so I thought about picking up the phone to Mark McGee. And I was going to say, mate, see the way we're going now. <laughs> <laughs> I might do that. So uh, call my favour, but I think we've changed the rule. Um, it was after a couple of years after I left that we changed the rule, and it's now known um, as a duff ruling. Yeah, it's called the duff ruling now. We've so <laughs> changed, changed it all now, but um, like I say, if, if anyone's got the opportunity to go and do it, then I would, I would definitely recommend it. And it's a lovely place, and you're well looked after, and. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, because you played a, a few games under twenty ones at the same time as kind of like players like Gary O'Connor and Darren Fletcher and stuff like that. And was it ever rumours of getting a, a full squad call up? Was that ever on the horizon at any point? There was at one point. Um, you heard little snippets here and there. Um, it was obviously Bertie Volks and Rainer Bonhoff was was our coach, and it was doing that either. And I think they had quite a settled squad. I think if he hadn't have played for Celtic Rangers or a team down south it was very very difficult to break into that yeah. to that setup. but um, you look at the likes of Darren Fletcher Sean Maloney and Michael Stewart Gary O'Connor you know there's out of that team there's probably three quarters of the team actually went on to make a full cap so it's crazy isn't um, it yeah it's just it's just one of those things that you know they've all had good careers for themselves or well, some of them and uh, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I think we all know you meant Gary O'Connor <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> he, he was over there in Russia as well yeah and then, Listen, uh, so like, let's let's talk about what you're doing now. Obviously, you're at Cove. You're still playing football in the Highland League. Uh, what else are you up to? What what's Stuart Duff doing with himself? Um, well, when I came back from Kazakhstan, obviously I had a look for a, a job and stuff. And luckily enough that I stayed on until six years at school, so I had a had a few qualifications behind me. But obviously, the day to day goings of it was it's quite tricky to get into it. But um, I got a job with Halliburton in the oil and gas sector in Aberdeen and. I've been there just over a couple of years and hoping to progress up the up the food chain there and you know, I've been quite enjoying it. It's more like a, a mud a mud a mud drilling fluid side of it. Right. So yeah, it's been interesting. It's been a complete you know, complete turnaround from going into training every day, you know, you go in and it's a it's it's it has opened my eyes and it's a bit of a reality check and I can see why some people find it difficult but yeah. I've been quite fortunate that I've um the transition that I've had into the oil and gas has been quite good. So, and, um, and as some, bad as the climate is now, yeah. yeah. And someone told me, are you are you scouting as well? Yeah, I do a bit of, do a bit of scouting for a couple of teams. Um, just when I just when I can do the off chance, um, I'll just go and watch, or I'll get a, a report on a player I need to go and go and have a look at, and um, just come up with a detailed report and basically everything everything that they ask me. You know, height, size, weight, speed passing ability, right foot, left foot, just all the basic kind of stuff. And if they're interested again, then they'll, they'll go and ask you to check up five or six times and try and get video clips, etc. And then you send it off and you just um, you just wait to hear back and see if there's any uh, follow-up on it. So is, um, is it like freelance scouting then? Um, no, not really, no. You're, you're, you're contracted to, to to that team and that team alone. Um, right. The thing is that you know you, you do, I'm not one of those that turn up in a in a, in a big jacket with it <laughs> over the team. You know, I tend to just uh, just stand at the side of the pitch and and your Borat Mankini, Borat Mankini, because someone said uh, it was a Scottish scout, uh, the Scottish equivalent for Man City. That was is that what you're doing? I wouldn't want to say yes or no, but ah, okay. you know, yeah. Because I was going to yeah, say yeah. that'll be the easiest job ever. Not good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> not good enough. <laughs> not good enough. Yes, yeah. that's, that's amazing, you, man. You, you would actually be surprised at how how many players you know, especially there's this mentality in probably in Scotland and Britain as it is. You know, players from 
I think it's it, it's completely changed from when um, when I was younger. You know, I think they, they play five aside to side seven aside, and they don't go up until eleven aside until they until they're a bit later. Um, yeah. There's no there's not really any competitive football. You know, you've got that winning mentality that's not introduced until most 12, 13 years old, you know, and I think that's something that's probably missing, whereas the players are all technically gifted to play football at their school, uh, they do their club coaching and whatever, so there's plenty of ability there, it's just how to harness that and get the most out of them, and I think there's things at the SFA and the coaching, just from the top down, that can that can be changed, and, yeah. you know, that's what that's yeah, what I was I think, gonna, that's what I was going to ask you this yeah. year because if you're seeing a lot of the kind of youngsters coming through, do you think Scottish football obviously we're not having the best of times just now? We're just about to drop below Benin in the world <laughs> uh, rankings, oh who have just been disbanded, even though they're still above us. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do you think the future is looking promising, or do you think there's still a way to go before we can kind of push on like we were maybe twenty years ago when we were regularly qualifying? Unfortunately, I think it's going to take. It's it's not an overnight process. I think that something needs to change, um, probably dramatically. Whether it's from the from the top down, I think there's, there needs to be a change of mentality. You've seen a few years ago they brought in a Dutch guy and they went through the Dutch methods. Yeah. Um, they brought in other players, you know, the Spanish methods, tiki taka, and you find that these are all processes that have five or six years time span. You know, Spain are a very good national team. Germany are a very good national team. So you see Scotland try to jump on the bandwagon, whereas I think we should just concentrate on, you know, producing their players at their ability, their technique, and you know, not having to bring in other uh, other people. But I think it is going to be a, a long process for for the yeah. FFA in Scotland. But the the talent is there. It's just nurturing it. It's just finding. It's just fine tuning. Um, it's changing the mentality of younger players, you know, having it very easy well not so much having it easy but you know, working on the technique, uh, working not only just a technique but the understand the game about positional, tactical, you know, all these things need to be introduced a little bit earlier and it'll produce better players I would imagine. Fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers yeah. crossed Stuart. And a couple of questions just before we go. We ask this to every single guest that comes on. Uh, so who is the best player that you have played with? Oh, it's a good question. Oh God, now you're asking. Yeah, um, we'll do. Probably... You can do played with and then played against. Yes. So have a wee think. Oh, played against would be messy. We played against Barcelona in a, a pre-season, Dundee United pre-season. Yeah. So that, that, that's, an, that's an easy one. <laughs> this is um, this is like. Uh, yeah, because David Priest was like Zlatan. <laughs> yeah, like Zlatan how... Ibrahimovic. Yeah, this, exactly. These are so... incredible. So messy. Yeah, that's fair. And obviously. Because you would occasionally played fullback and stuff like that. Were you directly against Messi? No, no. Fortunately enough, I was. Uh, I wasn't up against him. So at <laughs> that time, he was just breaking through into the team. But you had guys like Terry on the Yaya Toure. Um, oh, that. Oh, it was just a scary team when you lined up yeah, against them. Imagine but, that. You know, Am I right in saying yeah. what was the score in that match? I, oh, was it not a draw? Ah, it was a draw. There was, was thirty two <laughs> years in a row. Yeah. And uh but I think they, they, they came over to St Andrews to use the facilities there. Yeah. Um I seem to remember. That, <laughs> probably yeah. probably United uh, we were midway through our season and they used it as a bounce game, so <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but it was it was you know, to play against these type of players, you know, it's it's excellent and the player best player I probably played with would be oh that's a good question. It's probably be, uh, oh, that's a, that's a tricky one. Probably a guy called Momo Sisi, who was over in uh, Kazakhstan. He was a striker. Yeah, he was a Gambian striker, Gambian international striker, and uh, he had everything, absolutely everything. Um, and he unfortunately got a bad, a bad knee injury. But before that, he was he was immense. 
Yeah. You just look at him and uh, you just take a breath away with some of the stuff he would do. So, yeah. That's amazing. I, I've just read, because uh, uh, you said you played, uh, Dundee Wright, you played them twice. The second time they played, they lost 5-1. And I was just reading the match report very quickly. One of the best sentences I've ever read in my life. Prince Boabin was looking a prime candidate for man of the match, but then Lionel Messi got subbed on. <laughs> so, there we go. That was a minute to go as well. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Stuart, uh, thanks very much for talking to us and giving up your time. Uh, all the best uh, with your day job, also at Cove, uh, for the rest of the season as well. And uh, mind, give us a heads up if you uncover uh, the Messi up there as well before he heads off uh, down <laughs> south, all right? No problem at all. That was another Where Are They Now this week with Stuart Duff. I mean, they just get more bizarre as the, the week goes on. The song gets better and better, mate. I mean, the song, the, the song is phenomenal. It's actually tremendous. Uh, so if you want to get in touch, by the way, and tell us about uh, Where Are They Now, please do give us a shout. We've had a few this yeah. week. Uh, so we're going to try and get uh, some of these on in the next I, few weeks. I love doing it because uh, on Thursday I sent a message to Benito Kimball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why wouldn't you? Yeah, why so, wouldn't you? So, I've enjoyed it so send us some if yeah. there's someone you want to find out about or you want to hear about or maybe there's a player you know that played at a club and you want the kind of inside scoop like Stuart was saying there about his time at Dundee United or Aberdeen or what Jim McLean smells like yeah. these are the kind of things if you want to know we can find out yeah, so let we, us know we, we ask the big questions here <laughs> about so it's, imagine uh, me and you in question time I know <laughs> <laughs> the man in the red shirt, yeah. The man, the man with the tie on, yeah. tie around his head. The man with the man with without his shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen when Dimbleby just absolutely loses it? Oh mate, my, I only watch Question Time, so when you can see the gentleman over there, and it yeah. turns out it's a no, bird. No, <laughs> the, the man over there with the beard and the glove. No, sorry, that's a woman. Yeah, <laughs> the, the man without trousers on up there. <laughs> right, okay. So anyway, at Scott Soccer FM, if you want to wear Arlo now, uh, we will consider it and we will try and. Uh, Stock them on social media until mm-hmm. we get them. Uh, so it's time to catch up with our teams from around the world. It's time for teams around the world. Yes, teams around the world is back. We have two teams that we are keeping an eye on like a hawk. And uh, those two teams are Solde America is getting to crunch time in the Paraguayan League. Ray, please have some good news for me. Please tell me. They don't play till tonight, oh, mate. For <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is tense. This is absolutely two games left. Two games left. We've got Olympia and Rubio now. Oh, right. Okay. So everyone, if you're listening to this and it's still Sunday night, then get on to Solde America. Uh, put a notification thing on your phone so that it flashes up first thing in the morning. So I'm guessing it's at like three o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah. No, it's actually at nine o'clock tonight. Oh, wow, brilliant. Tea time. So, exactly. After the X Factor, right? Yeah. Get Solde America on your phone. <laughs> get an illegal. Sh- stream and uh, we'll all tune in we'll live tweet the game right that's what you'll do yeah. tonight. I'll, I'll be at ICW watch it live tweeting yeah <laughs> like, it's all very well I've got blood in my shoes but do you know if Solda America's yeah, beating Olympia Gre- Gredo's just scored a header so, <laughs> so uh, that's Solda America fingers crossed for them tonight 9 that's o'clock they play game. Olympia Olympia sitting second oh. Olympia could potentially still win the league Solda America were ninth out of 12 um, if we get one win, we'll be safe. Right. So we okay. play Salt, uh, Olympia, and then on Thursday or Friday, we're playing Rubio now, who are 11th. I'm sweating. Big game. I'm <laughs> sweating. I'm absolutely sweating. That's because you were dancing to the song. Yeah, that is true, yes. And our other team that we catch up on every week is Suriname's Robin Hood. Now, Ray, you've said it's dead easy to uh, <laughs> to get See, the results on like, a weekly basis. <laughs> we try to limit our swears during this show, because iTunes cut down on us quite a lot. Yeah. But 
The person that suggested Suriname as our league, and we kind of went along with them. I don't know who it is. I can't find their name, but go fuck yourself. <laughs> yes. Because it is so hard to find every week. And uh, your Dutch isn't great. <laughs> My Dutch is getting better and better. I have trolled so many. The Robin Hood Facebook page has three likes. <laughs> yeah, it's three likes. <laughs> I've got my own Facebook uh, fan page for comedy things. I have something like 300 times more likes than a football team. You have something like six likes. (laughs) Showing off. There's only five in my family. 50% more. (laughs) So how are they getting on? Tell Uh, us. Second game of the season. So we drew the first one and then we beat Verwarts 4-1 this week. So good result. So that's us up to second in the table. Lovely stuff. And uh, have we got a fixture coming up in the next week or so? Probably. Yeah. Right, okay, we'll just update that next week. It's so hard to find. Yes, it's very difficult. Do you know what the, le- what the league's called? Is it not the, the Hoosa Claff? The Hoof Classer. The Hoof Classer, yeah, because we had, uh, what's his name, Nathan, Nathan on Carr, yeah. uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, if, by the way, it's worth a follow on Twitter. I mean, it's fascinating. It's absolutely tremendous. I read an entire article about uh, the CONCACAF qualification system for the World Cup <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Did you read it? No, but last week I was uh, intently following the Trinidad and Tobago squad. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Kenman Jones is still playing, all right? <laughs> Kenwin Jones is one of those players that you only ever say his full name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you can't say Kenwin, can you? No, well, I, I mean, why wouldn't you just say Jones? Because you'd say Rooney or you'd say Messi, but you always say Kenwin yeah, Jones. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and there's no there's no explanation for it whatsoever. Uh, so, listen, yeah, we will catch up on them next week. Sold America, the big game tonight, uh, and they play during the week as well. So, fingers crossed that we have some positive news uh, for the next podcast next week with them I'd also like to point out when we started following South America they were second yes exactly <laughs> so that's not very good let's look ahead uh, to the weekend uh, in the SBFL and the week coming as well there's a few fixtures uh, during the week uh, we have Hamilton versus Hearts which is obviously uh, the remaining game from this weekend that is happening on Monday night uh, that's due to the M74 being closed so that's, I, that I, is actually good I love that they've moved that yeah, I that love is that great. they've moved that that is very good uh, Tuesday uh, in the Champions We've got Wraith Rovers against Air United. Uh, so Wraith have been sort of picking up a lot of draws recently, and Air have been picking up a lot of defeats recently. So <laughs> uh, that, that's going to be a classic, I think. There, uh, Wednesday night we have Celtic at home to Barcelona. Yeah. What are you thinking, Ray? Are they going to get scudded again? Um, I don't. I don't think it'll be as bad. No. I think it could be a close game. It depends how they set up and. I think it can only be good for Scottish football and obviously Kieran Tierney's injured just now but the likes of Stuart Armstrong playing against those kinds of teams mm-hmm. and testing themselves so James Forrest has been starting quite a lot I think I think Barca will win but I think it could be a close game but the thing is Celtic at Parkhead in Europe you can never really say to be honest absolutely and I've I've been uh, I've been burned too many times by predicting Celtic scores in the Champions League this season I think I've managed to get every single one of them wrong yeah uh, easy so easy. I'm going to go for a Barcelona win okay so uh, Hoops fans there you go <laughs> we, we better luck for you there so uh, let's look ahead to the weekend uh, we'll start in the Premiership obviously big matches in the Scottish Cup uh, next weekend we'll get to them in just a wee second but we'll start in the Premiership uh, Partick Thistle against Rangers that's the early game on Saturday yeah. what are you thinking Ray uh, I'm actually quite confident Yeah, I know we had a stinker yesterday but I was saying this to the I said I was chatting to some Rangers fans at the pub last night and I was saying that that it's the first time in ages we've played the old firm and I've actually felt confident Yeah, and I think we could do something I think it depends on the way we start the game but uh, I've got a ticket but I need to be in Manchester that afternoon so if right. I do go to the game it's going to be 
bad for my career. Right. So we shall see what happens. <laughs> right, okay, well, uh, we'll maybe find out about that next <laughs> week. Uh, Dundee against Inverness. Again, all these games are crucial. Yeah. They are absolutely crucial. You could end up bottom, you could end up in the top six. Dundee versus Inverness. You've got Hearts against Motherwell and then Ross County against Hamilton. That already looks like a big fixture there uh, up in Dingwall. Uh, also, before we get to the Scottish Cup, the League Cup, the first silverware of the season will be decided next Sunday. It's Aberdeen against Celtic at Hamden. What's your prediction? For that, I'd forgot it even existed, mate. Yes, I really, I genuinely had <laughs> uh, Celtic 1 0. Celtic 1 0. What I, are you going for? Yeah, I'm going for Celtic as well. I think Celtic will be too, I'll, I'll be too strong. Hopefully, it's a decent game, though. Yeah, so uh, hopefully, there's a few goals in that. Let's go to the Scottish Cup, though. Uh, and there's uh, this is where the championship. I love to- the Scottish Cup, a lot of pl- uh, fans don't really like it. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Scottish Cup as well. I think the fans who don't like it are arseholes. <laughs> uh, so, for example, Greenock Morton are away to Beath Juniors. <laughs> yes, what why, a fantastic Why are they not? I know, exactly. Bonnie Rig against Dumbarton. Yep. By the way, potential banana skin there. Bonnie Rig Rose sounds like a girl you'd meet in a night out in Dumbarton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Airdrie against Livingston. So, that is an all League One that's, clash. That's a big. That's a, probably a precursor to what's going to happen in a few weeks' yeah. time. I'm sure they'll be playing each other soon. Uh, Albion Rovers versus Queen of the South. Queen of the South on a dodgy run, and it is not very nice going to Clifton Hill this time of year, no. I can tell you. Uh, the pitch won't be great there, so uh, let's see how, how that sort of pans out. We've got Brecon against Air United again. Brecon on a decent running form. Air, not so much. Uh, Bucky Thistle against Dunfermline. Are you good? I'm not going. Oh. I'm not going because I researched it. And I don't want to drive because I can't be arsed. Yeah, because you want to booze. Yes. Yeah. And it's going to take about six hours to get there. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's the arse ending. It really is. Like, I'm sure it's a lovely place. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm sure it's, it's lovely. I'm sure it's beautiful. But I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm just going to have to wait for the highlights tonight. So, yeah. Bucky Thistle uh, versus Dunfermline. Uh, Clyde Arbroath, uh, all league two tie there. East Fife against Edinburgh City. Edinburgh City unbeaten in, I think, six. Yep. Uh, they're, they're putting together uh, a hellier run at the moment. Elgin City versus Hoyk. That is a trek and a yeah, half as well. Just after Elgin have played Annan. Yes. So, but at least Elgin are at home this time. So Hoyk, Royal Albert. Yeah, so the only... That's piercing. I've said this before about Hoyk. It's just remember when they used to read out the rugby scores yeah. in the sports scene. So it was uh, it's a bit of a result for Melrose this week. <laughs> uh, so uh, Fort Martin against uh, Annan. Again, trek and a half, yep. that is. Uh, Forest Mechanics uh, versus Stenhouse Muir. Uh, you've got Peterhead versus Alloa. Uh, whenever I hear Forest Mechanics, I just think of Mike and the Mechanics. Yeah. I like to think that <laughs> Forest actually took over from Mike. <laughs> made it a more... He's much better. Yeah. You know, he's got a much fuller voice. <laughs> so as I said, Peterhead versus Aloha St Mirren against Spartans. Is that a is that a That's a tie the round, I think. You think? I think so. Potentially, yeah. Do you think Spartans can can do it? I think it's between that I think Spartans could do it. And you saw a couple of years ago when they had a great run mm-hmm. that they could. The other one and um Stranraer's Cobride. He's Cobride after winning twenty six in a row. Stranraer not having the best of seasons, picked up the win on Saturday, but obviously before that. So East Cup right, riding high, Stranraer not so much. That's going to be a fascinating game. Yeah, we don't have any connection now to Stranraer after they binned Christian Nadi and uh, yeah, so and cost me 10 grand so <laughs> fuck them so Monday East Cup right this weekend uh, it's Stirling Albion versus Wick Academy as well that's so really they... harsh making them play a school that's really harsh <laughs> yeah exactly uh, so those are the as you say I think maybe St Mirren versus Spartans uh, Dunfermline will have to be careful up at Bucky Bucky are on a decent run or are quite high up 
uh, in the Highland League. Yep. And uh, what was the other one we picked out as well? Bon- and Spartans and Stranraer East Co-Brides. Yeah, Bonnie Rig versus Dumbarton as well. So I think uh, keep an eye on those ones. Uh, what are you up to the rest of the week? Uh, I'm gigging Edinburgh Thursday and Friday at the stand, down in Manchester on Saturday, and going to ICW tonight. I've never been, um, and that's the plan. What about yourself? What you got this week? Uh, just I'm going to see Jess Glenn tomorrow night at the SSE <laughs> Hydrum. Uh, so slightly different from the wrestling. Yeah, uh, yeah. So doing that, and uh, yeah, just going to be on the radio all week. So uh, that's me. And uh, next weekend, uh, I'm obviously not going to the football, and you're ruining your career. Yeah. Moment, so. Can you? I don't know if you've seen it. If you follow Capital Breakfast on Facebook, how many likes you got? You got about twenty thousand or something, didn't you? Twenty thousand. Is it more than that? Are you kidding? How many is it? I'll tell you exactly how many we've got, and okay. this is thanks to my social media skills. Okay, because uh, they've been doing a competition where you can win Jess Glenn tickets, but you have to find Stephen. Yeah. Uh, somewhere over the thing, and it's you. You're always in Hamilton, mate. No, 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 no. We were in Glasgow, we were in East Kilbride, and we've been in Edinburgh. Have you? Yeah, we have. The best thing about it is Stephen's got this parka on, and <laughs> no one gives a fuck about the Jess Glenn tickets. They all just <laughs> want to chat about the parka. Yeah, the many messages I've had about this jacket has been incredible. How long oh. were you in Blazing Squad? <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely. It's very warm. I got it to go skiing. Did you? The most middle class thing I've ever said I've, in my life. I've never been skiing before, and I, I got a phone call asking me if I could ski. And I was like, well, this is probably going to lead somewhere. So I said, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to the Alps for five days to do gigs <laughs> skiing. And uh, they were like, you got all your gear and stuff. And I was like, yeah. But I've, When are you going? Uh, the 8th to the 12th of January. Mate, you're going to have to learn how to ski. It's, I, just... I can sledge. <laughs> You'll break your neck. Yeah, You'll absolutely break your neck. Oh, I'm well. not kidding. I had to go to Brayhead. Like, I was put in the same position. Uh, an ex of mine was like, oh... My mum and dad are going skiing and I'd really like to go. They said they'd pay for you and you just learn <laughs> yeah. to ski. And I went, okay, then. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fine to me. So uh, that's what I did. So it was about three years ago and I've not skied since. Is it easy? No, it's very <sighs> difficult. It's very difficult. But it's very funny. You should go. It is a good laugh. It is a good laugh. Once you get the hang of it, it's fine. They've booked my flights and everything, so I kind of need to go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, this is like when you hear like about all these actors saying, "Yeah, can you ride a horse?" Yeah, <laughs> I can ride a horse. I'm essentially Joey when he tries to speak French and friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. My... And to answer your question, we have 122,000 likes. On 122,000 on the Capital Facebook page. Yes, mate. So why don't you tweet about the show on it? Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I'd get in trouble. So we can't do that, unfortunately. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> and uh, before we go any further, uh, we'll end the show. Thanks yeah. for listening. I <laughs> uh, hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. This has been Soccer FM. If you've got any any comments for us then please tweet us at Scott Soccer FM on Facebook and on our Pine Bovel forum as well get on there and leave us a comment and uh, thanks very much for all the ones you've left in the previous week but for now it's bye bye from me Stephen Mill and from you Ray Bradshaw see you next week guys this has been Soccer FM good luck to all your teams across the week and we will catch you next time